What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Elevate Experience, the podcast about overcoming struggles and adversity and how that relates to addiction, recovery, and health. I am your host and the CEO of Elevate Addiction Services, Angie Manson. And I'm Dallas Terrell, co-host and life intervention counselor at Elevate. Thank you so much for joining us, and let's jump right in. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Elevate Experience podcast. We do not have any guests today. It's uh, Angie and myself talking to you guys, and we want to kind of just start off with where we've been, was the holidays, and then it was the new year, and then... I got COVID. Angie might have gotten COVID herself. And we've been gone for two weeks. And now we're back. Yeah. It was a very weird way to roll into the new year. Yeah, strange energy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and especially considering what 2020 was. And then 2021 was better, but not great. So you had high hopes for 2022? Yeah, and then it started off like this. Like, okay, here we go. Let's just overcome that adversity right at the beginning of the year. uh, And then we can have a kick-ass year is my goal here. Yeah, yeah. We definitely started backwards a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely felt for me that... You know, you kind of have all this New Year's is like the annual time where everyone comes together and they're like, what am I going to change? What am I going to work on? What am I going to you're like prepping every you're just naturally prepping for the new year, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. What am I going to do differently? What am I going to do better? Exactly. Yeah. So to be in like that's exciting energy, you know, and most people know that you some most people only get that like once a year, you know, that kind of. Like, let's vision for the year. Let's figure out how we're going to tackle everything. And then so to kind of be put on your ass, quote unquote, by COVID or get sick while everyone else is like tackling the new year and implementing all their new shit, going to the gym and eating healthy and diets and. We're just over here on the couch, super sick. And we're super sick. And it's been weird. Like, I was actually in denial that I had COVID because my symptoms weren't like anybody else's. So Mm -hmm. for myself, I was like, oh, my God, is it my heart? Is my heart finally going? Do I need to get that pacemaker? Were you on Google a lot, trying to figure it out on Google? No, I know better than that. But (laughs) I I bought a blood pressure machine. I had my all kinds of stuff because uh, with my heart condition, I was told, you know, the point you pass out, you're going to need a pacemaker. And uh, uh, the doctors kind of want to preemptively have me get one so I don't get to that point. point, But I've been reluctant because I've survived you know, meth addiction and everything else up to this point. I'm like, do I really need that? Especially my endurance and where I've gotten with CrossFit. So uh, for me, that was uh, with the dizziness, I started evaluating like, oh my gosh, is this it? Am I going to pass out? I'm going to have to do this now. And so it was really, um, uh, for me, more of a mental. It was definitely more mental than physical, uh, what I was experiencing, which for me being so, um, such a mentally thinking person all the time think 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 it really messed me up yeah yeah i call those people planners those are planners Ange. if you were to label that style of thinking yeah it's a planner you're just planning for everything everything constantly every contingency every possible scenario every possible outcome like think Mm -hmm. think 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 and it really hit me when i i flew out to uh go to the 49er game with my son in Dallas because he's going to school in Waco. And after the game, I 
couldn't remember the game. It was the yeah. weirdest thing I've ever gone through. I'm like, what? What's happening to me right now? It was. Just and it wasn't super because bizarre. it was such a great game, and you were just trapped in the moment. No, it the was, opposite. You know, yeah, you yeah. cherish those moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least for me, especially with my kids getting older, and to not be able to recall the moment. It was like, and it just happened. It wasn't like a 20 year old memory. Like it just happened. Right. How do I not remember that? It was very bizarre. That was kind of your first big cue that you know you might be experiencing something. <laughs> yeah, there might be a little something there going on. But you know, there was no fever, there was no chills, there was no headache. So yeah. I kind of dusted it off to yeah, maybe it's my heart condition. I didn't yeah. I wasn't putting it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely strange. For me, it was uh and I guess we'll I'll say too, we Angie and myself got COVID I didn't know she had it. She didn't know I had it until we had this podcast coming up. We had to cancel it because I had COVID. And I think she was still trying to figure out if she did or didn't at that point. <laughs> right. and so we weren't uh, like together or gave it to each other. It wasn't, it was separate, which is, you know, a uh, little, not strange, but just two separate incidences. And, yeah. you know, we don't know where it came from, how it came from, whatever. But it did, definitely did happen. I was actually in Phoenix visiting my grandma. And came home, and I, f- traveling, I felt like just super tired, and uh, I knew I had a test at the house, so I got home, took the test, and then positive for COVID, and I was like, wow, okay. And then it was kind of weird, like you said, the mental part of watching, watching my mind be like, kind of creating symptoms. Now it's yeah. like this test says that I have it, but what do I have? Now you're like hyper aware yeah. and you're almost like evaluating every little nook and cranny of your body and every sniffle and <clears throat> adjustment in your throat, like wondering what is what and, yeah. you know, cause there's just so much information out there. Well, and, and it's an illness none of us have ever experienced and mm-hmm. it's different for every person so yeah. that's why i didn't even think i had it because i had none of the symptoms like you had right i had totally different symptoms mm-hmm. that i hadn't even heard of now of course that i've started talking about it i found out all kinds of people had these symptoms but at yeah. the time i it was, it's just different different than anything ever before yeah a little strange and i guess for the audience my symptoms were like standard flu like i had body aches. Uh, I mean, I guess this is perfect. Our audience tends to have a little bit more experience with drugs and alcohol. True. felt like I was going through heroin withdrawals again. I felt like I was freaking up at Elevate in the detox cabin, you know, 100%. like uh, body aches, nausea, stomach cramps. Uh, what else? Um, and fevers, like just really hot, really cold body yeah. aches. I kept saying I have like restless leg syndrome, like you know, for the audience listening, if you never uh, had restless legs, it's like the pit of anxiety you get in your stomach, but inside your quads. Well, it's like the strangest feeling to have like anxiety in a limb. Wow. Like you're used to it in your stomach, you yeah. know, and kind of having a queasy stomach or just feeling tight, shallow breathing. But it's a different world when it's in your quads and your knees and your calves and you're kind of just like but you're so sick you don't want to move. So I basically had what I would call like the common flu or the heroin detox yeah. um, for four days. And the worst part about it for me, and I was laughing about this with my, with my fiance, was like my head was so like foggy and cloudy, you know, and I'm taking ibuprofen and Tylenol every three, four hours just to 
try and feel better. And I kept having these like almost like lucid thoughts where I'd be like trying to take a nap and sleep it off. And my first thought would be like, oh, if I just had some heroin, this would feel better. Oh, wow. I just took a Suboxone, these symptoms would go away because it felt so much like heroin withdrawals or being sick from opiates that my mind just correlated it all to like, I'm like, dude, I've been sober for almost eight years. Like heroin, Suboxone's not going to fix this flu, you know, but it made sense in my head. Like it was the, the feelings were so associated, just entirely the same. So it's kind of weird to, you know, just monitor your your thoughts when you're sick. Like, it's just kind of a weird uh, battle. It is so incredibly, now I'm thinking about this, interesting. So for me, it was the, I couldn't remember what was happening. Mm -hmm. I had dizziness and it felt like when I used to do meth and I would be up for say four days, five days and I haven't slept and you're in this like alter reality where you kind of know what's happening, but you kind of- Don't either. (laughs) Don't either and literally stuff like that. Like you can't remember what you just did, but you know you did it and- How'd I get here? So that's interesting that we both manifested like our drug of choice symptoms Symptoms, as COVID. How weird is that? Yeah. I wonder if anybody else has experienced that. Probably, I mean, I know when people newly get sober like being sick's really hard for them because yeah. it's so uh just stimulate it's so um like activating you know like i know yeah. you know uh alcoholics being hung over all the time and people that use opiate like uh, i guess i don't have a lot of experience with meth but you're not usually like sick quote unquote not at all quite right? the opposite which yeah. is why i was able to keep functioning and doing stuff mm-hmm. but then i would just be like Disoriented. It was so bizarre. Yeah, it's still experiencing that uh, off and on. Yeah, it's, it's it's it's. I mean, it's a good question. I'm sure our audience and people that are sober and have been through detox and yeah. you know, it's like it's different when you're making yourself sick. You right. know, it's kind of like there's responsibility in that. Yes. Right, but when and you predictability. Just, yeah, when you <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. Like you're monitoring it, you know how to fix it, how to stop it, and you know how to start it too. And you know what's going on. You know right. why you're doing this, why this yeah, is happening. Yeah, when it's self-induced, yeah. you know. So Yeah, it's it's a definitely an interesting topic, uh especially for people in recovery that are sober. Being sick is in my experience and having spoken to a lot of people that are sober and get sick, like they're it it's very triggering. It's very activating cuz I mean, first off, no one likes to feel like shit. Yeah. You know, but kind of looking into it for us back in the day, like we were saying, we did it to ourselves. Yeah. So it's not as shitty because you, you totally know why. Right. But then when it's just kind of this fluke thing, it's really easy to almost like be a victim about it or to it in your head. Like, why am I sick? This sucks. And so another, I guess, funny story is... <laughs> I'm having fevers all day. I'm, you know, for two of the days, I didn't like get out of bed. But in my mind, I would be like, man, you've walked three miles in the snow to get drugs feeling like this. Like, let's just get up and go, like, go do the podcast, you know, or go coach CrossFit. Like, you just go get up. And I get up and go to the bathroom or shower or like make soup and then just be like so exhausted, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But I would try to like pump myself up by saying, like, Dude, look at, you know, if you read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, mm-hmm. your cookie jar, you know, like you've done so much feeling worse than this, dude, you know? Yeah. But I also knew that the reward was that it would go away. So for this 
COVID flu, you know, however I want to label it. I knew it wasn't going away. That was kind of the difference. You just kind of had to sit with it and just be sick, feel like shit, recover, and, you know, let your body kind of show up for itself, you know, let your body fight through it, sit through it, and and get through it. Just twiddle your thumbs and watch Yellowstone. Which is the hardest part for both of us because we're so active. We do so much physically, mentally, like work-wise. We're like Mm -hmm. on the go. and Definitely go-getters. Yeah, Yeah. so it was really hard. I I experienced the same thing, but in, again, just a slightly different way where Mm. I'd wake up like, oh, good, I feel good, back to normal. Let me do this, 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 this. And about three hours into it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm dizzy again. I don't feel right. And I literally had to just go sit in bed and I couldn't like physically move. And as long as I just sat in bed and did nothing, I felt totally fine. But the second I tried to do anything, it would come back like with a vengeance. So it was really hard to sort of shake it, shake it and alter and be okay with just giving yourself the space to sort of get through it without trying to just push through it. And, you know, we're going to overcome this and mindset. Like you said, David Goggins, I just need to, you know, toughen up and really Mm. get at it. And it's like, that did me no good. Yeah, and it's it's strange too because kind of what I'm hearing from both of us a little bit is like those are a lot of our coping skills or strategies or tools for just daily life, you know? Like, oh, we got something hard today. Like, let's just get through this. We have all this experience that we've done it before. Like, we're very uh, self-motivated, I guess is, would yeah. be a good word to put that. Where, you know, uh we're not like in AA. They call it like a pole vaulting over mouse turds, like where you make this huge problem, like a, <laughs> a small problem, this huge problem, and it kind of like bogs you down, or yeah, you know, you get stuck planning or or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, no, we're the opposite of that. Yeah, we're the opposite of yeah. that. <laughs> However, it's funny though when we're in a situation where all of our tools don't work, like you were saying, you know, where it's like we couldn't just grit it out and we couldn't just kind of push through and we had to do the the solution was resting the solution was staying idle and taking your vitamins and letting it pass and noticing and sleeping and all the that stuff's hard for us yeah so it's just kind of a funny observation to see how like what do you what do you do when you don't know what to do or what do you do when your coping skills strategies tools whatever don't work yeah and people struggle with that. People struggle with situations they haven't dealt with before. For At least sure. in my experience with uh, the like addiction, mental health population. Yeah. Well, I know even for myself, like I'm, I'm not a hundred percent there, and I'm already mm-hmm. evaluating. I was uh, up coaching our fitness comp yesterday, and like I just bent down to stretch with everybody, and I felt like a pop in my knee instantly. Mm-hmm. And that's when the realization, like you haven't worked out in a few weeks, yeah. like this is going to be like a slow process. I'm not mentally, I'm where I left off, but physically, right. my body is actually going to have to rebuild. And what does that look like? You know, I've been crossfitting for eight, nine straight years. Yeah. To rebuild myself at this point, it just it's going to take like a lot of I think patience and and grace with myself to allow yeah. myself to go through that process without hurting myself. Yeah, I think that's a good correlate or correlation to like a relapse. Right. You know, it's kind of like the same mechanics where yeah. you're just constantly evaluating where you were versus where you are now, and then where you were makes where you're at now suck. Right. But we like do it to ourselves, you know, because it's just like this comparison. Be like pulling up a picture of you at your apex, and you're like, "Yeah, well, look at me now," you know. And it's like <laughs> now sucks because I does it isn't like how it was. A hundred percent. And how many times do we hear that with clients? You know, where it's like, "Oh, it's just 
so hard to get back on the horse or it's so hard to get back up because I was doing so good and every I got to rebuild everything. Right. It's kind of the same thing where it's like yeah. How do you how do you restart with grace, you with know? Grace. Kind of what you said with grace. It's yeah, and, give, and giving yourself compassion because we're yeah. really good at giving others compassion. Been there, done that. We right. know how to get you through it, but like getting yourself through it, that's mm-hmm. in, in a position neither of us have been in in a really long time. Right. It's different. Yeah, and so it's kind of funny to just like see all this stuff come up, you know, for the audience. The only real plan of this podcast was just say, hey, sorry, we've been gone for a couple of weeks. We had COVID, it was unfortunate. And we were like, you know, maybe we'll kind of like, talk about our experience a little bit if it's helpful for other people but it's just funny to see like what's already coming about of just talking about it you know and the the experience of being sick is different for a lot of people and the correlations to sobriety are just crazy you know yeah yeah (laughs) well and it's ever-changing and like I know for myself I'm not even though it's been what three weeks I'm not through it like all of a sudden I got this like itchy rash all over my body two days mm-hmm. ago. I'm like, what? Do I have chicken pox again? Like, what's happening? Like, this is totally random. Didn't know anybody else had it. So here again, my brain starts going through like all these other possible scenarios. It could yeah. be instead of just realizing this is just more of what's happening with you. Mm-hmm. And just again, trying to get myself through this mentally, physically. It's uh, it's definitely an interesting challenge that I, I just haven't been confronted with in a really long time. Yeah. Well, the good news is, Ange, you're getting through it and you're going to get through it. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Yeah. That's my question. What, what am I going to get hit with next week? What's that's the like next challenge weird... of the year? Yeah. Well, well and I, that's why I kind of wanted to sort of openly talk about this, because had I known other people were experiencing dizziness as a symptom, had I known other yeah. people were experiencing like this itchy rash as a symptom, I think for me mentally, I would have been more prepared for what I was mm-hmm. going through. But I only knew about like fevers and aches and flu-like symptoms. I had right. no idea about this stuff. So. I also kind of wanted to be helpful for other people, too, who might just like not know what's happening to give them some peace of mind. It's happening. It's not normal, but you're not alone and we will get through this. Yeah, no, it's it's that's helpful to share your experience, you know, and another layer I was thinking of, too, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what you just said is like when, you know, like uh, the the protocols, like, you know, you're sick, I'm sick, like we're not hanging out with people. We're not, you know, we're not communicating or we're very isolated, you yeah. know, and that's a whole nother layer too. And, you know, it's like, it's hard to be feeling like crap and just kind of be stuck by yourself. You know, right. imagine like going through detox with no support, right? Imagine if that was the protocol, people come up to the cabin and it's just you. You know, like yeah. Jeff meets you at the front door and lets you in, and then shuts it and says, "You know, we'll see you in eight days." Yeah. Like what the what do you what do you think people would do? You yeah. know, people would lose their minds. Go ahead and door dash yourself some food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's just another layer. You know, and I think kind of like you mentioned, I'm sure. You know, not to like put it out there, but I'm sure there's people in the audience that have had COVID or been exposed or will get it or have already had it, whatever, right? Like it's... I mean, at this point, it feels like 90% of the people I know have have gotten it in some form or another. Yeah, it's... It's like addiction. Everyone knows someone in addiction or that struggles with addiction, you know? Everyone knows somebody who had COVID or, you know, is exposed to COVID or or whatever. So, you know, hopefully this could be 
uh, a helpful podcast to hear. And if yeah. you're sober and have COVID, this could be super helpful too. Yeah. Because it is difficult and there are some some sticky points. And, you know, I think the the solutions are taking care of your own mind, yeah. you know, just like you would any other day. You know, it's like I always I always say it's very easy to get through a good day, especially sober. It's super easy to stay sober when like things are easy. Yeah, it's very easy. It's like not how many how many days have been like super difficult to stay sober through in your life? Probably a handful. Yeah. You know, like if you really want to get down and look at it, there's probably a uh, uh, there's probably 20 days in the last eight years where I've actually thought about using drugs or it seemed like using drugs would be better than the present moment. Right. <laughs> you know, so I think this is kind of one of those situations that ties in to that with someone being sober. It's like, you know, if you get sick and get COVID and you have to isolate and it's going to be one of those tougher days to stay sober. Yeah. You know, but you can do it and there's people and there's communicating and there's taking care of your mind like all your tools that you have to stay sober they need to be deployed if this situation comes up for you and that's i guess looking back at it that's kind of what we're really saying yeah you know yeah and and you know just giving yourself the time and space of self-care and realizing Mm. like we're not going to rebound just like that like it's not back to normal oh good that was that sucked but here i am back to normal like hitting it at 100 miles per hour it's just it is going to be a process and then just being like okay with that process and for me i've been like okay, what do I need to learn out of this? What is the lesson in this? What mm-hmm. is the like deeper story that in hindsight, I'm gonna go, oh yeah, I remember that sucked, but here's what I got out of it. So yeah. I'm always trying to find out like in the moment, what's what's the silver lining of the situation? Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I wanted to do this podcast today is like if I can help somebody else in a similar situation or we can give some advice to people yeah. where they don't feel alone and when they're, if they're not living in a big community type situation and there yeah. is other people out here and we are gonna get through this and give yourself that like grace and patience. And as I'm saying that, I'm like saying that to myself Self because too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. starting 75 hard on Monday. So I'm gonna start pushing myself really hard. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it'll go great, you know. Yeah. I think that's the biggest takeaway is the grace piece. Yeah. It's like, dude, just like if you were to relapse, like that, you know, it's like uh, how many times have we seen it when people relapse and come back to the center or whatever, right? Like yeah. and they're just so down on themselves and they always say, like, oh my god, I thought everyone was gonna judge me and like shame me, because that's what they're doing to themselves, right? right? They're judging and shaming themselves. And every time someone's relapsed or, you know, like we hear someone's coming back, like they're greeted with hugs and support and grace every time, you know, and it's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing with with something like this, the exact same thing. It's hard, but you got to be the one to give yourself grace and and patience. And you might not find that in the real world. You know, the sober community is is lucky to that that's a big staple in the sober community is grace and patience and understanding and empathy and that's not that's not totally out there in the real world right you know 100%. so just just kind of be mindful of that for the audience if you find yourself in a situation like this you know if you get covid call your sponsor shit dude like use yeah. the same support you have to find that grace and patience for whatever situation you are experiencing yeah or dm us yeah or now now we can say been there done that let us help you (laughs) yeah i mean we're not doctors but hey we'll help you out mentally (laughs) you know we'll support you and and hear you out and give you a place to talk i mean 
Shit. When I was going through, uh, you know, the, the COVID symptoms, I didn't want to talk to anybody, dude. I was like, it hurt to think, you know, yeah. <laughs> hurt. I had that brain fog where, you know, I guess was another kind of, uh, like reminder of detox. Like I remember always coming off drugs. I just felt so dull and, and, in uh, not sharp. I never felt sharp or like witty or yeah. quick, yep. you know, and I've had ADHD my whole life. So I've the moments in my life where I haven't known, known what to say are very few and far between, you know, <laughs> this is true. And so COVID, I'm just like, uh, what are you up to? I don't know. Just like brain fog, dude. I hated it. It's so weird. You know, it's funny as we're talking and and this illness bringing about like our old like thoughts, processes, bodies. Yeah. But so for me, like like I'm saying, I only felt good when I sat in bed. Right. But that is such a comfortable spot for me. But mm-hmm. it's not a mentally comfortable spot for me because yeah. I start to feel lazy. I start to feel fat. I've gone through yeah. periods in my life where I was unhealthy, and that's where I spent checked time. out. Yeah. I spent time. It was my like safe space, more or less, when the world was crashing around me, and it was very, very unhealthy. Right. So it was almost too comfortable for me to be comfortable doing nothing, mm-hmm. which is where I start getting uncomfortable in my brain because I'm like that's too easy for me and I don't want to go back to that person right and I start getting like this almost like manicky panicky like oh my god I'm, I'm becoming that person again I don't want to be that fat lazy person again and so it really starts to mess with my head kind of like you with the quick wittedness for me yeah. is that laziness and right. it really starts to mess with me yeah dude it's the mind is a terrible place to be sometimes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Especially when you're, like, trapped in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With all our old insecurities and, and drug-addicted, like, uh, body somatics. Thoughts. How weird. And how weird. We both went through... Um, Similar stuff. But completely different. Yeah. Based off of our past and our, our drugs of choice and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I guess, you know, the big takeaway from that, too, is, like, thank God we have the... We have like the awareness to to see that stuff, mm. you know, and that's I would say a learned a learned skill, you know, like yeah. You remember getting first first time getting sober, and like I remember realizing that I was the first time I realized that like my thoughts weren't me, and like evaluating myself, all of those topics, like when those were first brought up to me in early recovery, like. <laughs> Those were new topics. Like I thought my thoughts were true and what I thought was, you know, like the ultimate truth, I guess. Yeah. So I never like questioned my thoughts or who I was or what I was doing. So I, yeah, (coughs) excuse me. I don't know. It's just a, a weird place to, to be, I guess it was, um, a very restimulative type of environment. Right. And that doesn't like you, like, I guess what we're saying too, is that doesn't happen a lot to us when no. you've been sober for a long time, you know? Yeah. It's not only, at all. Only a handful, handful of days that are really that difficult. I think, um, another like avenue of this to talk about is like, just like gratitude for your health, you know, yeah. like luckily for us, we're pretty healthy and we're able to kind of bounce back somewhat quick or it wasn't uh this like defeating illness for us obviously and i found a lot of gratitude for 
just being generally healthy, you know, and being able to fight this thing off and get back on the saddle. And I found a lot of gratitude for a, my health, like overall, but then also like my health and feeling better again, you know, like really having a lot of gratitude for feeling better and, you know, being able to eat and being able to be witty and think and go do things out in the world. And I think that was a big piece too. It's like a nice perspective, like to be refreshed on, you know, that's how I felt. I don't know if you felt that way. Well, I'm, I'm still, God, I mean, Climbing. Three, three weeks in the in the middle of it. I mean, like mm-hmm. I said, each day brings a new like variation on this whole thing. But um, I think for me, constantly varied. It's constantly varied, yeah, but not in a good way. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what I what I'm I am extremely grateful, and for me, part of it is. And it sounds super strange, but I'm just glad I got it because now yeah. it's like, okay, you know, not that I felt like it would kill me. I, I didn't because we, we are so healthy. We take care of ourselves. We vitamin D, you know, we just take such good care of ourselves. I knew I, it wasn't going to take me yeah. out. But at the same time, it's almost like a relief to finally get it over with so mm-hmm. that there's not hanging out there, this little mystery of like, what is it going to do to me kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's like, well, now I know. And it was super weird and I was not at all prepared for it, but it didn't kill me. I didn't have to go to the hospital. And, right. and I'm going to be on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And thank gosh. So, yeah, yeah very grateful that, um, you know, there's good outcomes coming from it. And right. like I said, I'm not there 100 percent yet, but I'm getting there. And I'll just keep looking for like the silver linings and easing back into things like for me. I've lost even more weight. This is how mm-hmm. I know I'm sick. Like, I don't just lose weight for no reason. Yeah, I have yeah, to be yeah. really disciplined, really this, really that. And uh, I feel like I'm losing muscle. It's because yeah. I haven't worked out in a few weeks. And yeah. in the past, I'd be so happy with just being skinny. Yeah. And now I'm like, I want that bulk back. I want that muscle back. Like, yeah. I don't like just being skinny. I want to be for that fit. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's yeah. who I am now. That's who mm-hmm. I really am. And I really have a happy place with. And so, you know, it's going to be an interesting process to sort of get back. I mean, hopefully it's not too long. I mean, it hasn't been like I've been out for six months or anything, but hopefully I can get back to that place before too long. Yeah, it'll come back. It'll come back quick, you know. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's, you know how to get it back and you'll get it back and just take some time and some grace, Ange. Yeah. Just take some grace. (laughs) That that seems to be the word for sure. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, um, you know, our... Our New Year's has been, like we said, a little bit different. And, you know, for the audience, we've we've done two other podcasts this week. So we have, you know, we're back in the saddle and yeah. we've got some good conversations coming your guys' way. And at some point, it's our goal to have enough so that if something like this ever happened again, we would still have podcasts to drop. Right, um, right. And we wouldn't be like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. living week to week, which is what we do. Yeah. And it's like every time we do get caught up and have extra ones in the can, it's like something comes up where we have a vacation or this yeah. or that. And, you know, um, who knows? I don't think... <laughs> I don't think we could ever be that prepared, you know. I know for for our listeners, you know, you're getting some real deep insight too. Yeah, 
yeah, our, but, our world over here. <laughs> yeah, but I definitely, you know, we definitely wanted to fill you guys in because I think it's very uncharacteristic of us to not put out something for New Year's and yeah. be like running on the hype train of like, you know, what are we going to do different this year? Yeah. How are you going to make the changes you want? And what does that look like? That's very yeah uncharacteristic for us to not be a part of that conversation or yeah taking part uh in that so we definitely want to let you guys kind of know where that was and hopefully you guys are still accomplishing all your new year's yeah. goals and habits and uh health routines without uh, uh our push you know <laughs> yeah. hopefully. or maybe we're coming in at the perfect time it's the end of january and you did dry january or you know, you've had your first month of getting back in the gym and we're here to remind you that uh, keep going. Yeah, you know? keep going. Keep going for the whole year, maybe. Yeah, yeah. set Why some not? good goals. Like, don't. I think the problem with New Year's resolutions is is you feel really good about them, but it's it's not a life changer. It's almost like just a temporary situation. It's not a permanent solution. So I think it's really uh, good to set goals that are like lifelong, not just like short little goals. Right. Yeah. Which is important. I mean, unless it's like quit drinking. That's a great lifelong goal. Like mm -hmm. for sure that that should be one that is abided to and kept. But I think it, it makes it difficult because people don't look at it the same way. That's so true. Yeah. It makes me think like uh, the best advice I could give for people doing dry January is try. Uh, Drier February. Try, yeah. <laughs> like try to try to do 100 days. Yeah. You know, and. You know, we just actually had a podcast earlier this week where we were talking to somebody about that. And, you know, she mentioned doing dry January and now has been just not she, you know, she was never an addict, but she hasn't drank in almost two years now because she just was able to realize that that alcohol and drinking wasn't like part of like this healthy routine for her. Yeah. You know, so it was like a cool experience that came from this uh, kind of cultural like push to do a dry January you know it's kind of like a buzzword thing yeah you know like try meditation and try to not drink and I'm all for it those are great things we should push yeah you know but yeah I don't know I think um you know I, I think I I hope that this could have been helpful to yeah. the audience I think it would be if it would be helpful for me if two weeks ago I had something like this. A thousand percent. That's how I feel too. If I'd only had listened to other people's experiences to think I'm not alone, this isn't just me and something weird going on. Yeah. Being trapped in your head is hard. And that's yeah. that's really what it came down to. You were trapped in your head. I was trapped in my head. Yeah. Gosh, and, and what, even, what it isn't that interesting that the yeah. virus created that in both of us, our, our old uh, drugs, our old insecurities, mm -hmm. like all that just came to a surface. Yeah, it just activated something, you know, yeah. not feeling good. We're, you know, we're used to feeling really good. We're used to yeah. go, 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 be on top of the ball and yeah. working on shit and working out and all of like your skills are just stripped from you, Yeah, you know, and how cool though to for me you know as we talk about this just seeing how far i've come yeah uh to re-experience those things again and to see how that's really not who i am anymore oh yeah and thank gosh this was just temporary this isn't a permanent mindset <laughs> no yeah, yeah this is just a little blip in the yeah january radar yeah but a good reminder of how far you yeah. know and all the work that we did and how how much that's enabled us to be where we're at today yeah hmm. 
There you go. There was the silver lining of all of it. That's the silver lining, you know, just gratitude and grace. Yeah, I like it. Because, I mean, shit, I... I didn't have fun. That was not fun, you know? That was <laughs> no. not fun. No, it wasn't the good side of doing drugs. It no. was like the very worst parts of it. Yeah, I would think like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine if, I, I, I couldn't imagine, it would give me anxiety to think about these things that we lost while being bedridden, so to say, that's a little dramatic, but, <laughs> you know, uh, the four days I was bedridden, like I couldn't imagine that being extended like it was tripping me out if i was like dude imagine if it felt like this for six months imagine if i was terminally ill or right. if i lost a leg and couldn't work out you know like i was like fuck that would suck that yeah. would be hard right so i think that's where a lot of my gratitude kind of comes from too is when you feel good don't don't miss it because like don't miss the idea that you feel good it's good to feel good and if you feel good today like that's a win and then you should be stoked on that you know because sometimes you're not going to feel good yeah so don't miss the times that you do you know if you feel good today go do something productive go do something positive because you just because you can you yeah know? acknowledge it write it down journal yeah. it so that when you're having a day where you're not feeling good you can reflect back on yeah but let's relive that day we were feeling super good mm -hmm. yeah and maybe it maybe i guess another thing too is it reminded me of that it basically would just take take for granted the times we feel good you right. know like for us that's just a normal day yeah you know, and maybe maybe it should be a special day, you know, every time you feel that way. Who knows? But yeah, yeah I really got the gears turning on, <laughs> on that one. Really? The COVID shit, yeah. Yeah, big time. I, Del, I, I really, I kind of just want to, before we end off, I want to switch gears, and I just sort of yeah. want to acknowledge something. We had a, a dear... Uh, friend and former employee oh, yeah, uh, this week. She worked for us for many years. She was a, a counselor up at the center and book um, club. She was in our book club. Yeah. Um, and um, she, after she left us, she started battling cancer and mm -hmm. it's been going on, what, a good year and a half, two years now. And um, we didn't know because she, you know, wasn't communicating about it that it gotten it gone from bad to worse. Right, right, right. And uh, we found out this week that she she basically died. She had her end of life, and it it's another reminder mm -hmm. of you know just really appreciating what we have. It's like what yeah. you and I have gone through really yeah. sucked. Yeah. But imagine working so hard and getting sober and then dying from cancer. And we've yeah. seen that before as well. We have. And so uh, it just made me more appreciative of what I have and where I'm at. And like you said, grateful for what we have. And, and I just really want to acknowledge her because she was very special as well. Yeah, she was. No, I'm glad you said I'm glad you said that. And yeah, she was definitely a super special person. And, you know, I, I definitely felt. Yeah, I yeah, I just felt some sadness around that, you know, like, yeah. but I do know and you know this, too, that the people we have lost not due to addiction and right. in sobriety have a lot of their family members or friends have all said, like, man, those X amount of days they spent sober were the best days of their lives, yes. you know, or like just we're so grateful that you know elevate elevate played a role in in 
letting them enjoy their, their life to the max, you know? Yes, and, and them having that relationship before they die, yeah. like re, rekindling that close relationship that they had together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's been a big, big theme that we've seen. Yeah. Unfortunate, you know? Yeah. Life is, uh, life is life. It'll still be life, you know? Kind of like we always say, when you get sober, life still happens, you know? Right. <laughs> you expect to get sober and <clears throat> everything's to be rainbows and butterflies, but not life always is, the case. Yeah, life is still dog crap and butterflies all at the same time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you said something, man. I, I, uh, that wasn't on the top of my mind, but you know, that definitely was a bummer yeah. to our community and for you know her family, obviously. But you know, I think I saw a post on Facebook about it, yeah. and you know, I won't mention any names or anything, but they mentioned that. You know she's in a better place and she's not she's not in pain anymore right and that kind of brings uh some joy yeah. you know like the suffering's over you know for her yep and that feels that feels okay yeah you know 100 percent. yeah where do we segue i just see myself wanting to segue now and feel better <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't get to yeah can we know? can we have a silver lining can we have yeah. a plus point I mean, maybe not, you know, yeah, it's just, it not. is one of those weeks and uh, maybe it's good to get this like month out of the way at the beginning of the year instead of ending the year on this note. Yeah. Like we'll just get this out of the way and from this point forward, it's nothing but up from here. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of good reminders in, in all of this. You yeah. Know? And yeah, I mean, hey, the sober community, we don't, we don't run, we don't get to run from our emotions anymore, you know? So this is kind of what it looks like. It, talking about it and you know just knowing that it feels sad in the room and that's okay you know and in 20 minutes it could feel happy again and that's okay too yeah damn well and there you go I think that's the big one and and you and I talk about it with a lot of our guests is like society so not wanting to feel anything that anytime someone starts to feel something we want to cover it up we want to mask it we want to take something we want to change subjects and I think it's it's good to sort of just sit with it and process it because then you're able to move on from it as opposed to just you know keeping it at bay where it's just going to come out and bite you someday it's so much better even though it sucks to just go through it Mm -hmm. and heal properly yeah no well said well said yeah. This feels like a, almost like a confessional, you know, today. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, we do have the black curtain. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe there's someone behind the curtain listening to yeah. us, like a rabbi or a priest or something. <laughs> totally. Well, it's interesting because both of us are usually so incredibly positive and enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and we always bring that light to literally every podcast we've done. This might be the first where that wasn't the yeah. theme. So. But it's real, you know, I think above us being positive and bright and bubbly and happy go lucky. There's like a a realness to both of us. Yeah. And this is real, too. Yeah. Right. And that's it's totally okay. Yeah. It's totally all right. Yep. (laughs) We'll just counsel ourselves through it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Because we're good at that, too. (laughs) Yeah. We'll just counsel ourselves through this. Well, I mean, I guess it'd be a great place to end by saying, uh, 
Good luck to the 49ers this weekend. Yes. I'm wearing my Jimmy G jersey. I've yeah. been uh, wearing Niner gear all last couple weeks. I didn't even know, think that we could make it this far, but boy, I am glad we're here. Yeah. I just want to see them beat LA. Oh, good same. God. It's going to be a pretty, I think it's going to be like last time. I think half the fans are going to be Niner fans. Yeah. Even I though think they so tried too. to prevent us from buying tickets. I know. I saw that. That was BS. <laughs> yeah. It didn't last. It didn't the, last. The Ticketmaster got the pressure. And yeah. also, Matt Stafford's wife got the pressure. She was trying to buy up tickets. So then we had Joel Staley and Frank Gore saying, okay, we're going to buy more tickets for the Niner fans. So yeah, super cool. Fun, fun to watch that banter and, uh, you know, sort of escape all this other stuff that's been going on by watching sports. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. The sports have been amazing. And very grateful for sports, too. <laughs> yeah, I was very grateful. Last weekend was by far the best weekend in uh, football mm-hmm. that I ever remember. All yeah. four games. Yeah. Every person I've talked to says the exact same thing. Like, what a treat that was. That was a treat. So we'll maybe we'll put it on the record, Ange. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Niners Chiefs. Niners Chiefs. Doing okay. it again. Okay. Although I'd like to go against the Bengals. I just don't know if they can, I just don't know if they got it to take out the Bengals. The Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think part of me tells me, like my gut feeling thinks it's going to be Rams Chiefs, mm. but I would love, like I, if I could make the decision if they asked me you know the president or whoever came to me it was like <laughs> who do you want to see in the super bowl yeah it would be niners Bengals. yes that game sounds pretty awesome to me yeah like i don't I- know if it's gonna i feel like it will be the other way around i think it'll be you know rams chiefs hmm. but i want to see niners Bengals. yeah that's what i want to see i i agree i think <sighs> Well, obviously, I want to see the Niners, so I yeah, have yeah. no thought in my head about the Rams. We just got to get to that quarterback. But, yeah. you know, it's interesting because the Niners Bengals, that was like one of the Super Bowls I watched in the 80s. Oh, no shit. And yeah. then we lost to the Chiefs a couple of years ago. So mm-hmm. if, if either one of those will be interesting. Yeah, we'll be we'll be in for some good sporting events. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I've got all that stuff going on. But uh, if the games are half as good. As they were last weekend, tomorrow, it's going to be good. Tomorrow's going to be awesome. I know. Well, guys, thanks for go. listening there to our go. confessional. There you go. We ended on a positive note. Yes, yes. we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> and uh, stay tuned for the next episodes coming up this week, too. We have some really good ones. Yeah, we've got uh, some great guests coming yeah. coming on, coming back. We got we got some good stuff for the new year, for sure. Yes, we do. So, yeah. Stay healthy. Yes. <laughs> stay sober. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for today. We hope you found some value from listening. And if you did, please share with someone you know or love. You can find us on social media. We are at Elevate Addiction Services. And if you or a loved one are struggling with addiction, please call our toll-free confidential 24-hour helpline at 833-33-SOBER or visit our website at elevaterehab.org.